Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 1011, it is a Wednesday, 29th of November, 2023. Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. Good to have you with us today. We're brought to you by Sanju. Sanju Polaris, Sanju.com, where the cars are. UMV volleyball coach Jim Booz coming up at roughly 1035. As the Bulldogs are heading to St. Paul in the NCAA Central Region Tournament, Bulldogs matching up with Wayne State, the number two seed in the Central Region, tomorrow for a quarterfinal match at 2.30 at the Gangelhoff Center on the campus of Concordia St. Paul. Uh, streaming information, more of that can be had, umdbulldogs.com, the website, uh, Concordia St. Paul, the host, and they'll have all the uh, matches for you if you'd like to take them in. So uh, please do check that out as the Bulldogs try to keep things going. Uh, they, they've been playing better. You'll hear that uh, from the head coach. Certainly uh, liked his team over the last uh, few games here the, of the regular season in the NSIC tournament, but it's a whole different animal now as it is winner go home tomorrow for the Bulldogs and the other eight teams in that Central Region tournament. Always a difficult region. That is uh, – you, you look around the country, and no disrespect, but the NSIC is widely regarded as the toughest league, and the Central Region in general is regarded as the toughest region. And only one of these teams will be heading to the national tournament in Moon Township, Pennsylvania, next weekend. Uh, coming up, uh, we're hoping to hear from UMV men's basketball coach Justin Wick in the next few minutes or so. Bulldogs home opener at Romano Gym is set for Saturday at noon against Wayne State. They'll play Augustana to start a doubleheader on Sunday at noon. UMVBulldogs.com for tickets. Uh, some very difficult news uh, from our Bulldog family this morning. The passing of UMD football senior defensive lineman Reed Ryan, who was only 22 years old, passed away yesterday at Ascension Duluth. Just an awful awful thing to to find out about today and and our hearts go to not just Reed's family his teammates as well uh the football family at UMV Kurt Weezy his staff and and all those that are connected to the program that are hurting today but we also don't want to forget the North Dakota State football family as a Reed spent four years at North Dakota State before moving to UMD was a four-time Missouri Valley Conference honor roll member at North Dakota State was a part of a couple of the national championships there in 2019 as well as 2021. Was enrolled in the UMD Labovitz School of Business and Economics as a double major in marketing and professional sales. Played in nine games for the football team this season. Had eight tackles, a couple of uh, tackles for loss and one sack. That sack came in the Northern State game on September 9th out of Wanaki, Wisconsin. Ryan, a 2019 graduate of Wanaki High School, won the 2018 Tim Crumry Award which goes to the most outstanding high school senior defensive lineman in Wisconsin. Also was named the 2018 Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Large Schools Defensive Player of the Year. Wanaki went 45-2 in Ryan's time there, won a state championship in 2017. He was also a standout wrestler, a state runner-up there as a senior. Again, our hearts to the UMD football family hurting this morning with the passing of Reed Ryan at just 22 
years old. Uh, no easy way to shift gears, but uh, joining us now is the head coach of the UMD men's basketball team, Justin Wick. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Uh, you got it. Uh, let's just uh, let's get into your season here a little bit. And we talked about it going in. You were going to play, you know, six straight games on the road, back to back to back weekends, a lot of travel, and your team comes out of it five and one. How do you feel about what you saw from your group here these first six non conference games of the season? Yeah, we feel good about where we're at, where we're at. Obviously, um, you know, we've got a lot of returning guys and a lot of guys that have played a lot of games for us here over the last couple of years. So. Uh, we felt like we could really challenge our guys on the road. Uh, three weekends on the road is tough. We played some really good competition. And anytime you're walking into somebody's home gym, uh, just night after night, uh, you're definitely going to get tested. So um, we had one, you know, one help that first weekend where we honestly didn't play very well and uh, we lost. And ever since then, our guys have been really focused. I think our intensity level has been really high. Uh, we've had four really good wins here on the road the last two weeks. So uh, our guys are playing well. Confidence is high and. Um, exactly kind of what we wanted from this preseason to get our guys going, and now we're going to get into a, a Northern Sun Conference that is that is as as good as ever, um, and we got some really good challenges uh, ahead here before Christmas. We had Drew Blair on the radio show last week, and he was pretty blunt about that one loss against East Central down in Oklahoma. Uh, we, he wasn't thrilled how, they, how you guys played in that game. Uh, from your perspective, what went wrong that day? Just about everything, quite honestly. Um, you know, we didn't. Um, you know, we actually played all right defensively. I mean, we gave up 62 points. I thought our guys uh, were into the game. Um, we got back and watched the film. Uh, our offense was good. We we didn't make any shots. We missed free throws. We missed open shots. We missed layups. Uh, so for us uh, coming back, um, the message was, was kind of let's just keep doing what we're doing. We've got to refocus. We got to um, be a little bit sharper and really. Uh, just be a little bit uh, hungrier in our daily approach. And uh, so many times when you've got guys that have won so many games and done the things that, you know, the things that we've done, uh, you can't fall into the trap of just expecting that you're going to, that you're going to win. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into it. And you know, our guys have really practiced uh, a lot better the last two weeks. Um, you can feel uh, their intensity level has picked up, and uh, that's the way we need to play here. Um, you know, f- for the rest of our season, for us to be. Six- to be successful. Talking to UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick, I mentioned the name Drew Blair. He is now your program's all-time leading scorer. He passed Brandon Meyer in the opening game down in Oklahoma. He's, he's going to have a chance here, knock on wood, stay healthy, to build on that number as this season goes on and, and, and make it really difficult for anyone to ever beat that. But it just from, from your perspective, you mentioned to me earlier this week that this guy has been with you for a lot of your time at UMD. What has Drew Blair meant to you? What has he meant to your program? Yeah, he's obviously meant a lot, uh, has meant a ton to me personally just being here. Um, you know, he got here second semester of my first season here, so he's pretty much been here the whole time. Um, obviously, um, his scoring and his scoring records are awesome, and I know, um, you know, that has really impacted our team. Um, but what I'm probably most proud of and what I think he, you know, what I think is really important to know what his focus is, is uh, the guy just loves to play and he loves to win. And you see just how many games we've won, uh, over the last five years with him on the floor. Um, he's not just putting up 30 a game and we're winning five or six games games a season. Um, we're winning 20, 25 games a year and winning uh, Central Region titles uh, with, you know, with him doing that. So um, he's meant a ton. He's, a, he's an awesome teammate, got a great personality on a daily basis, uh, been awesome in recruiting from that standpoint. So just has really affected our program um, in so many different ways over the last five and a half years. And 
Um, hopefully he's got some really big moments to come here uh, down the stretch of his career. What is the value of the continuity you have with all five starters back? We mentioned, you know, with Drew even that talking to him that, you know, you'll have all five of these starters here pretty soon that have hit a thousand career points. And, and that's just not something you see all that often in, in any kind of, of level of college basketball. What's that continuity mean for your team that, that you've got these guys that, that have played together so many times? Yeah, I think it, you know, it, it means a lot to us. Um, you know, these guys have been in so many different situations throughout their careers together. Um, now when we get in some different moments, these guys don't flinch. And, um, you know, we got down big against Oklahoma Baptist. We're down 15 in the first half. Um, and our guys just stayed together and, and kept playing. Um, you know, we were down a little bit to Parkside and Davenport early in those games. Those guys keep playing. And I think, um, you know, as we get into more high-leverage, high high-pressure situations, these guys know uh, what each other does well. Um, they know what it takes to win, um, and they've done it at a super high level. So, like I always tell them, nothing we've done in the past really guarantees success in the future. You've got to continue to stay hungry and, um, you know, play with the kind of intensity that's required. And hopefully, as these guys are older, uh, they understand that. So they've been leading the charge. I think what has really helped us this year is, is our bench has gotten better. Our guys off the bench have continued to uh, perform and um, really give us some great contributions off the bench. Um, so, yes, we have these five guys that have been here forever, um, but we've got some really good young talent uh, that's really affecting our team as well. Visiting with UMV men's basketball coach Justin Wick, uh, you know, the NBA has given out a six-man-of-the-year award for, for quite a few years now. Matty Thompson, if the NSIC gave one out, I would have to think he's a candidate. He's one of your better defensive players. He gives you so much energy off the bench. What's his value to this group? It feels like he's a guy that could do just about anything you ask him to do. Yeah, I mean, he's a big-time energy booster for us. Quite honestly, he's a starting-level player in our league on a really good team. We just happen to have about six or seven of those guys, quite honestly. So. Um, when he comes in the game, when Lincoln Meister comes into the game, you can really feel our intensity pick up. Those guys are hungry. Uh, they're both great defenders. Uh, Maddie's been able to find different ways to score, whether it's attacking the rim, posting up, uh, been able to shoot it as well. So um, when you have those high-energy guys, um, when you can mix those guys with some of these older guys that have been here for a while, I think it, it can really impact uh, can really impact our team. Um, you know, Charlie Katona went down with a shoulder injury, just a minor one in our game against Parkside about 10 minutes in. And we didn't really miss a beat. You know, we had a, we had a guy that uh, is a starting level player and he played 30 minutes that night and um, had an awesome game. So um, we've got nine guys that we feel super comfortable with. We've mixed and matched a lot of different lineups. Uh, but to have a guy like that, uh, you know, like Maddie, that can really impact our team in such a positive way. Um, as his role gets bigger and bigger, as some of these guys graduate, he, he's going to be a superstar for us. And uh, I'm just happy that um, all of his hard work has paid off and, uh, he plays the game the right way. He's a local guy. Uh, people love watching him play. Uh, he's one of the best defenders I've coached in a long time already, uh, and he's got a chance to continue to do that going forward. That word defense, you know, we, we, we've talked about the Timberwolves a lot here in, in the early part of the NBA season, and, and the biggest difference in their team is their defense. They have the, you know, they've had the number one defense, uh, rated defense in the NBA for a good chunk of the early part of the season, and defense is sustainable. You guys were locked in defensively in your playoff run last year, getting to the NCAA Elite Eight. It's hard to do that for over the course of an entire season, but how important is that, that, that base you have of the defense that you can play it makes it so hard and other teams to sustain runs against you 
Yeah, it really does. And we've got a we've got a couple just elite level one on one defenders, which obviously really helps. Uh Josh Brown, Charlie Katona, Maddie Thompson, um, Nick Katona is also in that category in the minutes in the minutes he's in and then uh Lincoln Lincoln Meiser has been that big shot blocking presence for us. So when you can uh roll out four or five elite level one on one defenders that can really make your defense a lot better. So um our intensity level I think um you know our, our guys um saw it they saw it pay off last year down the stretch really the last 10 12 games for us we were playing at a pretty high level on the defensive end and uh, these guys have really committed to that this year um you know we're holding teams to 42 percent and uh, we haven't had any haven't had any slouches on our schedule um you know quite honestly so um for us it's about locking into the smaller court um but really taking pride in our one-on-one matchups we talk about that a lot um, we got guys that can win those matchups more often than not. Uh, we have such faith in our offense. We're shooting 53% and um, have always been a good offensive team. Uh, but when we can get four, five, six stops in a row, it allows you to go on those 7-0, you know, 8-0, 10-0 runs, and those can be a big difference in the game. So uh, we've been on a couple of those here these last four games. We've had a couple uh, 12-0 or 15-0 runs, yes, because of our offense, but also because our, our, our defense has really been locked in. So. Um, that's what's going to hopefully uh, allow us to have a special season. But um, on any given night, you, you've got to put the score to zero zero every night, um, and these guys understand that. And, um, and hopefully, we can continue to be one of the better defensive teams around. Finishing up with UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick, Wayne State. The, and I know you're locked in on Wayne State. They're the opponent Saturday at noon, home opener at Romano Gym. Wildcats off to a seven and zero start. What, what can you tell us about Wayne State? Yeah, they're athletic. They're good. Um, you know, they've got some good size. They've got a transfer, uh, a, a transfer wing that's one of the better scorers in our league. Um, we got a point guard that missed all of last year that's back. So, just a team that's playing at a really high level. They have Puerto Rico and won three games down there. Um, then had a really good uh, conference opening win against Southwest Minnesota, um, which I think really helped put them on the map. So, uh, they've got our full attention. I, I think more more so than ever. Um, with uh, with the way our league is now, with no divisions, everybody's uh, playing different schedules, and our schedule is as tough as ever. So um, this league is incredibly deep. Um, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. And as you look at um, you know big picture, our next seven games before uh, Christmas, they're all going to be tough, and uh, our first six games are that way as well. So we, we're going to be in a gauntlet here, uh, but we also know that we've got a really good team, and uh, to me, that's what makes it exciting. These guys know they're playing in big games. Uh, we know we're playing good teams, and uh, that's what these guys came here for. So uh, we'll be ready to roll. Uh, it's going to be a great challenge. We'd love to have a great crowd here Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we don't get a lot of matinee games here on Saturdays and Sundays very often. So uh, my hope is we can uh, get a great crowd out here to watch us, uh, watch our women, their top 25 team as well. So get a chance to see some really good basketball here in town. And uh, we're not in town very often this year with only 11 home games. So. Uh, hopefully we take advantage of those for sure. Noon starts Saturday, 2 o'clock versus Augie on Sunday. Appreciate you as always. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Bruce. All right. Justin Wick, head men's basketball coach at UMD. Again, noon doubleheader. Starting with the men versus Wayne State on Saturday and the 2 o'clock doubleheader versus Augustana on Sunday. Tickets, umvbulldogs.com. 10.26, more to come. UMD volleyball coach Jim Booz in a little bit. Bruce Siski show on KDAL brought to you by Sanju, Sanju Two Harbors, Sanju Polaris, Sanju.com. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota basketball after this. 
We are professionals. We are family and friends. We are volunteers. We are community partners. We are a team dedicated to helping you succeed. We help protect and serve America's businesses. When you need us, we're here to help. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Rated A-plus superior by AM Best Company. The University of Minnesota women's basketball team will host Norfolk State tonight at Williams Arena. The Golden Gophers are 5-1 and one on the season, while the visiting Spartans are 6-1 and one, and an NCAA tournament team from a year ago. Golden Gopher guard Janae Sanders says they need to play focused. I think you just have to be very intentional on the offensive end, um, taking care of the ball, and then doing what, playing to our strengths. Sanders says they're working well together and learning how to play together. I think the process is ongoing for everybody on the team. We can new coaching staff, um, new players. So I think we're learning each other really well. I think the process is coming along great, as you can see, to the start of our season. Personally, I think the process is kind of it's hitting like an exponential growth. Sanders says she transferred to the Gophers in the offseason because of new head coach Don Plitzowite. You know, the team, the coaching staff, um, I played against Don. So being able to come play for her, you can't like make it draw it up any different and she says she was drawn to play for Plitzowite when we played against her she had like a a very intricate game plan against us um and you could tell that her players like really bought into that and so I wanted to go play for a mastermind like that tonight's game tips off at seven o'clock at the barn that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update I'm Mike Graham our American stories this is how you do it weeknights on KDAL 1031. Good to have you along on a Wednesday morning. John Hines debut as head coach of the Wild. A success last night as the Wild knocked off the St. Louis Blues. Final score of 3-1 in St. Paul. Erickson at Goudreau. Boldy the goals. Gustafson 23 saves. They snap a seven-game slide. They head to Nashville tomorrow, 645 for the coverage. On AM 710, Timberwolves, Bucks both win last night. Bucks advancing to the quarterfinals of the NBA in-season tournament. More to come. We'll visit with UMB Volleyball Head Coach Jim Booz and preview the NCAA Central Region Tournament starting tomorrow in St. Paul. Jim Booz up after we hear from CBS News 1032 Bruce Siski Show brought to you by Sanju here on KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. Do not give these guys too much respect. They didn't pull a dog sled, did they? No, no, no. Didn't skate the river, did they? No, no. no. That's still black ice. This is our pond. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 1037. Manana on the old radio show. Jesse Pierce from NHL.com. She covers the wild, and we'll talk to her about the changes this week. Firing Dean Evison. Bob Wood's gone. John Hines, Patrick Dwyer join the coaching staff as they head to Nashville tomorrow night. We'll uh, discuss last night's win and, and how much of a springboard maybe this can be for the Wild. Also tomorrow, UMV women's basketball senior Taya Hakamaki, the ex-Cromwell standout. Uh, she's off to a great start, as are the Bulldogs. They host Wayne and Augustana as well this weekend at Romano, and we'll talk to her on the radio show tomorrow. Then on Friday, Omaha head coach Mike Gabinette as the Bulldogs and Mavericks collide this weekend at Amsoil. Don't forget to Bentleyville weekend. And they got a big concert planned on Saturday. Be a lot of people down there. 
so, or Friday, I'm sorry. A lot of people down there Friday. 7 o'clock for the game Friday. Make sure you arrive plenty early. And then 5 o'clock start time Saturday, trying to beat some of that traffic. So uh, take advantage of that. Get on down to Amsoil or join us. Uh, Craig and I will have the calls right here on KDAL. NCAA Central Region Volleyball Tournament underway tomorrow in St. Paul. Had a chance earlier this week to chat with the head coach at UMD. My conversation with Jim Booz. I want to go back to Selection Monday, I guess it was last week. And, you know, I don't pretend to have much of a grasp on this stuff. But I had people asking, I thought, I said, I, I don't know that they're going to get in. I, I it, it doesn't seem like the numbers really line up in their favor. What were your thoughts, you and your staff and your players, going into Selection Monday, your, your chances of getting in? Yeah, realistically, we knew it was, you know, iffy. We were on the fence for sure. We knew that... Uh, you know, some of our numbers didn't uh, bode well compared to where we would like to have been. But, you know, the strength of our schedule based on our preseason schedule and what we did, obviously, in our conference is always going to make it tough. Um, the win we had in the quarterfinals over Southwest Minnesota, we knew was going to be a big one on our resume that could give us a shot at it. But ultimately, yeah, we really didn't know for sure. And, you know, when I gave the, the players the option of doing a selection show viewing party, I really added the caveat that, you know, this could be our last chance to be together where we're going to all be disappointed and have a chance to cry a little bit about it, uh, you know, before we say goodbye to each other for the semester, or it could be elation and we could be getting excited to get ready to go play in a, uh, in a national tournament. So we were fortunate enough that we were selected and have gotten to work here to get ready. What does that mean when, when you, especially when you don't necessarily expect to see it and you see your name on that line and, and you know that you're in? Yeah, I mean, it's elation. It's, uh, it's almost like getting a second chance because, you know, you haven't uh, really performed where you wanted to be throughout the duration of the year. You feared that you kind of let too many opportunities slip and that, uh, you know, you'd kind of blown your opportunity to get to where you wanted to go. And yet here you are, you get an opportunity, and now you got to try to make the most of it. We're talking to UMD volleyball head coach Jim Booz. You know what are your takeaways from the regular season? It it, it I mean you're here for a reason. You, you're you're in because you earned the right to be in. But like you just said, there there were a lot of opportunities along the way where you wouldn't have had to be stressed out going into Selection Monday. Yeah, and I think that kind of sums up the year when you ask how we kind of summarized how it went. Uh, summarize how it went. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it was it was some. Some good opportunities wasted, some uh, learning opportunities along the way. The fortunate part is that we've used some of those and really started to play some better volleyball. We've been more on what I like to call on-brand as of late. I thought we started the season on-brand in our two po- our two early season non-conference tournaments. Um, you know, and then just lost who we were and, and became very error-prone and and kind of discombobulated with the flow of what we were trying to do. And really, we we lack the ability to finish. And that's that's a challenging thing to try to get and find and work on because you can't really replicate it in, in your practice setting. There's nothing that really gives you the true sense of, hey, here we are, you're up 13 to 10 in the fifth, and you got to close the door. I mean, you can talk about it all you want, but until you're in that moment again, it doesn't really feel like that moment. So... I'm I'm pleased. I think as a as a collective group, we're pleased with how we are playing here over the course of the, the NSIC tournament with a big win at Southwest in front of their crowd against a team that had played really well all year long. A team that we had on the ropes in our gym in the regular season and couldn't finish it off. One of those matches, 
Uh, and then really the semifinal performance, although we lost to Concordia, you know, the fact that we were up two to one had kind of controlled that match early and we're doing a lot of the things that we wanted to do well. Um, was an indication of where we had gotten and where our growth is. Unfortunately, you know, Concordia is a really good team, well-polished. Um, they didn't panic. They didn't change. They just kept playing. And, you know, we did make a few too many mistakes at the end to be able to close that door. But it, it allows us to realize we're not far away from where we need to be to be able to be competitive in this regional. What has been, you, you think, the difference here the last you know, month or so for your group? You mentioned you know, that Southwest win. To go in there and, and, and close out that match, that's, pretty, that's a huge deal. Yeah, it goes back to what we have always been about with our program, which is our offensive efficiency. Our serve receivers, our passing has certainly improved. It's, it's really steadied. Um, we just hit a, a, a patch in the season in the middle where we were really anxious and fidgety with our feet and our platform, and, and our results showed it. And we're just not going to do as well if we're not in system more often than not. And at Southwest, I had someone comment to me, it's the best I've seen your team pass all year long, and I can't disagree with that assessment. And the results showed that we were able to really move the ball around. If you looked at our distribution, it was very balanced. That's who we are. That's who we want to be. Um, in the matches that we've done the best in against big-time opponents, it's when we've been balanced. We've had production from all five hitting spots, and that's really what has made the difference for us. And even though we lost a little of that balance late in our match against Concordia, we were balanced early on and doing the same type of thing that match as well, and that's certainly our goal as we head into our regional tournament this Thursday. Visiting with UMD Volleyball Head Coach Jim Booz, you know, how much do you credit your leaders? Because you, you co- coaches can say as much as they want to say, but but a lot of times it's that leadership within your dressing room that, that allows things like this to get done and, and these improvements to happen over the course of a season. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, we've been kind of uh, a work in pro- progress as it comes to our leadership throughout the year. They've been trying to find their way. Um, we went from a pretty vocal type of leader last year in Sid Lanou and this year we've been a little bit more of a three-headed monster with the group we have. They've been trying to find their path together, um, find their voice. And then we have, you know, a bunch of other upperclassmen who are out on the floor last year. So it's a, it's a, you know, a senior-led group that really, I think, expected things to be easier and found out the hard way they're not going to be easy and that this, this conference is going to challenge you night in and night out. And we, we uh, took some losses along the way because of that, but I think those things have forced them to grow and learn. I think big picture, um, you know, this is a great thing for not only uh, our program and our development as volleyball players, but really our development as young women. Um, you know, life isn't always easy. There are times when you think you got everything in, under control and then your hot water uh, heater breaks down and suddenly got to come up with two, three grand that you hadn't been counting on and you get, you're trying to figure out how you do that and then your kid gets sick and, you know, those kind of abilities to bounce and, and adjust and, and figure out ways to make it work. I think those are big life type of things as well. And these young women have learned a lot this year about themselves and about each other and, uh, staying together, rallying and keep fighting and uh, keep working hard and we're playing good volleyball right now and we want to carry that forward this week. Sienna Sobitska gets a lot of attention as a first team all-conference outside for you but how much does offensive balance help in, in, in these situations where you know, your setter Madison Gordon has he's got so many different options at this point. You, uh, it's where to go with the ball. It doesn't always have to go to Sienna. No, and it's critical that it doesn't. Uh, if we're going to Sienna as often as we do sometimes, that can be a very bad thing because, 
you know, it's, it's a little easier to control an offense when you're isolating it to one person. So, again, that boils down to first our first contact, our serve receive, our, avail, our avail, ability for our passers to deliver a good ball, uh, allowing our setters to distribute to everybody, and then getting everyone involved and giving the other side different looks and different um, combinations is critical to offensive success, and that's where we're trying to be this week. We're, we've been working hard here to get that back in tune as we get back together after Thanksgiving, and uh, we've got a few more days to iron that out. How much does, you know, iron sharpens iron is the old saying. You, you've got five NSIC teams in this 18 bracket, and that doesn't even account for the very good teams that were left at home and not and did not make the regional tournament out of the NSIC. That kind of competition, week in and week out, how much better does that make the collective? Uh, across the board, it makes everyone better. This league has gotten nothing but stronger and deeper and the time that we've been it been in it here post NCC days, um, and you said it exactly correctly. There's a, a group of teams that are in the middle there that, if we were the Division One volleyball tournament, it'd be a little bit different. We wouldn't be talking about five. We'd be talking about eight or nine that get in based on the resume and some of the things that they do. But you know, Division Two being regionalized the way it is. Um, those are the breaks. Those are the things we have to deal with. Every year we're leaving good teams out this year. Our region certainly left some good teams out, um, certainly in the Northern Sun, Northern State, Winona State. Both had really, really nice years and belong in a tournament and aren't getting that opportunity. So we're not going to, you know, look past that and, and not take it for – we're not going to take it for granted. We know that we're fortunate that we're in. We know we are on the fence. We know we are borderline, and, and certainly we want to go down – to St. Paul on Thursday and, and represent our program, our institution well and play the, the best we're capable of playing. You get Wayne State in the opening round, a team that got you in straight sets uh, late September on your home floor. You know, Tell me about Wayne State for those that aren't aware. One of the top teams certainly in the country as they've been throughout the season. Yeah, so blessing and curse. You know, good news you're in. Bad news is you're playing a team that has been number one in the country for over 70% of the year. Um, they're a physical team. They have two of the best middles in Division II volleyball, and two of the better middles I've seen in the Northern Sun in the last 20 years that I've been around. They're just so physical, such dominating presences, and, and they don't need any flash or trickery to beat you. Um, Wayne sets a pretty high tempo, a pretty low-risk tempo where the ball just hangs in the air, and they let their athletes go up and get it. Um, they're not going to make a ton of mistakes. We've been talking about that already early here in preparation um, for Wayne. This is one of those matches where if we're the inconsistent group that we have been for a lot of the season and we're making a lot of mistakes and we're up and down, Wayne's just going to kind of stay where they stay and they're not going to do anything uh, to give you points and to make it easy. It's going to be a hard match for us to win if that's who we are. We're going to have to play high level. We're going to have to limit our errors, but we still want to be us. And us means we we got to be terminal. We've got to be aggressive. Uh, we've got to take the opportunities we get. So Wayne's a really tough opponent, and we knew, knew that was the case. You're not going to play in the Central Regional Volleyball Tournament and not get someone tough. Um, we're getting one of the toughest teams there is, but we like that we're in, and uh, you know we like the chance to go down there and kind of have a second knock at a team that we don't think we played very well against early in September. 
That is UMD Volleyball Head Coach Jim Booz. The Bulldogs take on Wayne State 2.30 tomorrow in St. Paul on the campus of Concordia St. Paul in the opening round of the NCAA Central Region Tournament. That tourney runs through Saturday at the Gangelhoff Center. Go to umdbulldogs.com for more info, including live stream information. Good luck to the Bulldogs. We'll come back, wrap the show up in a moment. Ryan Phelps prep update standing by next 10.50. Bruce Siski show Wednesday morning, 610-103.9 KDAL. Your Twin Ports home for Gopher football. Zone touchdown. Golden Gophers. ADAL. That will do it for this Wednesday morning, 10.59 our time, as we get to ready to wrap things up tomorrow on the radio show. Big news this week, of course, with the wildfiring head coach, Dean Evison, top assistant Bob Woods, John Hines takes over. The Wild heading to Nashville today to take on the Predators tomorrow night. We'll get an update on the Wild, discuss the coaching decision, and a whole lot more. Jesse Pierce, our dear friend from NHL.com, she is set to join us off the top of the radio show tomorrow. Also tomorrow, UMD Women's Basketball season. Senior Taya Hakamaki as the Bulldogs prepare for home games this weekend at Romano Gym. Have a good one. Thank you for listening. We're back at it tomorrow. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well, no, I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What do you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFM, and 610 KDAL Delusive Period, a Midwest Communications Station. <laughs>